Welcome to the Feisty Hippie Podcast. I'm your host, Gabby, and I've created this podcast to share messages with you all to expand your consciousness. This podcast will touch on a wide array of subjects, including psychology, spirituality, subconscious reprogramming, feminine leadership, and more. Stay tuned. Hello, hello, my angels. Welcome to the space. Welcome. My cup is just overflowing right now. So I wanted to come on here and hit the record button because speaking always flows so naturally to me when I'm in this elevated state of mind. I just got finished teaching Kundalini Yoga. If you're interested in um, joining my program. I have about um, six weeks or seven weeks left of it. So, or maybe even eight weeks. I I can't count right now. That's how you know you've um, escaped out of the matrix if you weren't aware. But if you're interested in joining, you know, send me, um, send me a message. I'm hosting live and recorded classes every day. Most of you on here listening, you know, you have the Instagram app on your phone. The way I'm hosting my pot, my my Kundalini classes are over a private Instagram page, so it's super accessible. You know, when you get the chance, when um when you're scrolling on your phone, which is always instead, you can go ahead and develop a meditative mind and come join us. The reason why I'm in such such a positive light right now is because I just launched my newest program visions values and the void or values visions and the void i keep um i keep switching up the words but you know it's all good it's all the same thing at the end of the day the vvv we can call it it's a passive course that's going to start in june in next month that's when the first content will be dropped and then it's going to be dropped every week and the goal of the course is um essentially to help people help you help you, my love, guide yourself through the ups and downs of life while keeping a neutral headspace, all right? Because, you know, one, we're taught to either, this is the thing, when it comes to emotions, we're taught to either repress them or identify with them. And the truth is, they're just something that's flowing through you at the present moment, but our ego is like, oh, Um, I have anxiety in this moment. That means that I have anxiety and it's not the case. Okay. Um, And you know, even your worth, right? Your worth may not be consistent. You can feel like a million dollars one day and you can feel like two cents the next day, but it's about keeping your neutral headspace. That doesn't mean like if you own a business, it doesn't mean that when you're feeling like a million dollars, you're going to charge a million dollars. And when you feel like two cents, you're going to charge two cents or you're going to feel guilty about charging a million dollars, right? That's where the neutral headspace comes in. We're going to be doing some major, major inner work. So, you know, if you are the victim, this course is not for you. And (laughs) I don't mean to say like, hey, you know, I don't like the victim because I love the victim. You know, I'm the victim. The victim helps us. We have secondary gains from being the victim. And I don't think the victim is a bad thing. I think it's something that everyone must grow out of. But I think that if you are still at the stage of your journey of being the victim, that is perfectly okay because everyone needs to be the victim to grieve. Grieve their trauma, grieve their loss, grieve their childhood, whatever it is. You know, you have to be a victim at some point in your life just to to let those emotions flow through you, right? We go back to, are we going to repress it and act like we're not the victim? No, we're we're fucking victim to our circumstances to a certain extent, right? You can agree with that. Um, so yeah, that, that's my little that's my little spiel. If you're interested in um, in hearing more about my program, Visions, Values, and the Void, you can go ahead and go on to my website, www.feistyhippie.com. All the information for the program is right there. I'll suck you in. I'll suck your soul in when you read the landing page. Um, it is just so, so good. I'm really proud of the work I've created. I typed the whole thing up by myself and, um, I'm just really proud of where I'm at. Honestly, 
the idea from this course, it was channeling through me for a while and I never knew how to put it into words. That's when you know something, um, something quantum is happening in the infinite realms when things just flow through you or you can't explain your experience. But um, eventually after time, you're like, oh shit, that is what I was going through. I just had no English or whatever language you speak to, um, to put it into, into words, to explain it to another human being. And I reached the point in my journey where I can't explain it to another human being. And I'm just ready to, you know, commit. I'm ready. I'm already doing it. I'm fully committed to my own soul's evolution. And, you know, I'll take whatever steps I have to take to um, overcome my subconscious limitations. Which brings me to the point of this episode. I was sitting in work this morning, okay? updating my website and there's a little about page if you've been on my website and for a while I just had my picture and then what I do so like you know coaching guiding people all the realms of my feminine leadership kundalini yoga tarot cards reiki all these things you know the listen the host the host of this podcast And I realized I'm typing this little, you know, I'm typing this little blurb about myself. And I'm like, wow, I never put my story out there of, of what, what even occurred for me to get on this path. Okay. And I think that, um, I love to hear about everyone's spiritual awakening because it kind of goes along these lines of, I tried to do this and then I suddenly had this spiritual awakening that made me recognize all types of things and just realize that everything I thought I knew was a lie. Big shocker, right? Not, (laughs) that's that's basically everyone's story. But today I want to get into the nitty gritty of my experience um, because I think it's a beautiful story and I'd love to share it with you all. I have posted an Instagram live a while back Um, sharing little bits about my story. But today I want to go in depth on what happened. I wrote nothing down. This is just straight from my memory. Um, It was a a spur of the moment decision to record this. So we are just gonna, we're gonna go ahead and get started. So, you know, we're all spiritual beings. That's what I want to say first. And you can travel hundreds of lifetimes, right? Who knows how old your soul is? I don't know. I'm not God or the universe or whatever, if God is offensive to you. But if God is offensive to you, that's a trigger that you need to heal within yourself because it's just a word. Um, Religious trauma, hey. But anyway, you know, we, we are all spiritual beings, right? And we can go lifetimes um, without knowing this, without having any conscious understanding of it. And chances are that was probably you. You have gone on for so, so many lifetimes in this, um, you can kind of say you're plugged into the matrix or the slave mentality of, um, of being a human being instead of a spiritual being, having a human experience, right? In all of your lives, you probably thought that that was you, just one human being. And then in this life, somehow you stumble upon a situation or a series of events triggers a spiritual awakening within you. and that's just a beautiful thing to say because, you know, you've traveled all of these lives and finally something has hit you where this life, you have the conscious awareness to expand your mind, to reach a higher caliber and to hopefully help others do the same. Um, Because whether you're quote, quote, far along on your spiritual journey or not, in some way, in some capacity, whether, you know, you're a life coach or you do spiritual um, work of some sort or you don't, or if you just consider yourself a spiritual being and your career has nothing to do um, with spirituality, either way, if you have woken up from um, from from just, just the reality of anything um, limited to your senses, that's a good way of putting it. If you've woken up from um, this reality, if you've unplugged yourself from what we live in, then in some capacity, you're, you're, you are responsible to do the same, to help others achieve the same. And it's not like you have to go pursue this as a career. You know, that, that was my choice to do this. But it could be as simple as just maintaining an open heart, you know, doing the work to keep your heart open so that anyone who comes in contact with your energy, whether they speak to you or not, they feel your vibration and 
they gain a little happiness throughout the day. And maybe you, um, or even you have a conversation with someone and it sparks their curiosity and you just planted a seed that will soon sprout, maybe in two days, maybe in five years, maybe in 10 lifetimes, okay? You don't know. Um, As a conscious human being, you have that ability and that is beautiful within itself because I will be the first to tell you Um, And I definitely won't be the last to tell you. You will hear this probably even from yourself, from your spirit guides, from your higher self, from whatever force you believe in. Um, I will be one to tell you that the spiritual path is not an easy path. It will force you to dive deep into all of your wounds to be rebirthed into your higher self again and again and again you peel one layer back of the onion and you find out there's more fucking shit to deal with okay and here's the thing like you can stay at the same blockage at the same limitation and just say it's oh it's so hard you know to get over i'd rather focus on something else but that limitation is going to follow you so you have a question then of do you want to Do you want to break past this limitation and dive deeper into yourself, right? Or do you want to just stay at the surface level? And a lot of us stay at the surface level, whether we're conscious of it or not. And I'm kind of rambling on, rambling on a little bit here. But it's all bringing me back to my own awakening, to my own story. Um, And, you know, I can go on and talk about how I was a special child. And ever since childhood, I heard these these things and X, Y, Z. And, you know, I'm, it it happened, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I did have prophetic dreams in childhood as many of us do, but the thing is, I don't want to seem like I'm stroking my own ego here because that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to inspire you to realize your own magical abilities. That's why I think I'm here on the earth. And you see, Everyone has experiences of supernatural um, occurrences, etheric occurrences when we're kids because our consciousness is so innocent. We just came from the ethers. We like we popped into the physical vessel. Our soul is like, hey, how you doing? And the spirits from the ethers are like, oh, that child like is easily impressionable. Like she'll notice us. So let's go. Let's go wave to her. Let's go make some um, put some dreams in her subconscious or let's go appear in the corner. And then we'll have her say some weird shit to her parents that will freak them out, right? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that was your story. It was, um, I don't think that was a part of mine, but maybe maybe a little sprinkle there. What I'm trying to say is, um, is that if you don't remember, you know, always being connected to a higher force, it's okay. Because you were. Maybe it's just past your conscious awareness, all right? It's not... It's not a big deal if you just discovered all of this, if you just somehow clicked on my podcast and you're like, why am I not special? You are. You are special, okay? You've always you've always had this thing within you just waiting to bloom. And um, in my childhood, you know, I experienced similar things, but as you grow up, you're conditioned into society, and that's exactly what I was what I was doing, right? I was um I was conditioned into society, but the truth is I never fit into society. And I'm not just saying, um, I don't want to say I never fit into society because I did fit into society for most of my life, actually. But um, the thing is, I stuck out like a sore thumb wherever I was. And it wasn't a bad thing. It wasn't like a thing of like, who the fuck is she fucking everything up? It was more of like, what is that girl doing? Like, <laughs> just who is she, period? And I'll, I'll give you some context, okay? Um, in high school, I had a group of, I always maintained around two to five friends. Nothing more than that, mostly. Um, because at a very young age, I fig- I found out that, you know, that I am safe to be alone. And a lot of people do not feel safe when they are alone. They feel depression, they feel anxiety, and that's just repressed um, repressed fear, repressed sadness. But we can get into that on another episode. Um, so at a very young age, you know, I figured out that I'm okay with being alone because of um, different experiences of, you know, feeling left out, having no friends, X, Y, Z. And I'm grateful to have established that very early in my life because if I didn't, I know it would be an up and downhill, up 
upward spiral, downward spiral, right? Going up and down the highs and lows of life. So when I was in high school, I had, um, I always had a few friends around me and my whole friend group always stuck out like a sore thumb. Everyone knew, like, everyone knew who we were because we were just, we were just strange ones. It wasn't like we were like known because we were popular. It was more we were known because it was, what are these people up to? What are they wearing? Like, you know, I, I'd get that a lot. Um, and clothing was one of the main ways I expressed myself from a very, um, from a very young age. But, you know, I always had this divine connection to, um, to spirituality, but I never knew how to put it in words. I didn't think it was safe to even, um, explore which wound, right? <laughs> and I basically just shut myself off from it. You know, I dabbled in astrology. I thought it was real and, uh, that was as far as I went for a long time. You know, I knew I knew my birth chart and that was it. And eventually I bought this book and the book is called Inner Witch. You can you can search it up. Her name is Gabriella something with an H. And um, her name is Gabriella something with an H. <laughs> and this book, it is basically like a, a guide to the materialistic aspects of spirituality. So anything you can get your hands on. My journey has transformed very differently from them because everything I do was something that I, well, most of the things that I can do, I can't tangibly feel, if that makes sense. And I'll, I'll go into more detail with that later because that's an interesting statement I just said. But what the book does, it talks about um, so many things. It talks about building rituals, altars, um, tarot cards, crystals, herbs, just everything you could imagine for a quote, quote, baby witch, even though, you know, I hate that term, but it's, it's trendy. So it's the best term that I can put it in for you. Right. So essentially I was just, you know, I was doing my thing, reading this book. And the thing is, ever since I was 15 years old, I had a job and I'm not saying that's a bad thing because I do love to work. I'm not going to lie. I love to work. And it's not like I, I love to slave my life away to corporate America. I just love to be doing things. And that doesn't mean that I don't love being. I don't love relaxing. I love relaxing too. But, you know, if I'm not working towards something, then I feel like I have no, like, what am I doing? You know, that's why I'm always committed to my soul. Soul's evolution. That's like my slogan of, um, of the century or even of the minute, just of the eternal moment. How about that? So I started working when I was 15 and my schedule was chaotic. I was so busy. I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't think any human being, especially a teenager, should have had the schedule that I had. And I will tell you, um, a day in my life up until my spiritual awakening, okay, I'm gonna give you one day. Okay, so I was in I was a freshman in college, and this was my day. I woke up at 6 a.m. I got to the bus stop at 6:30. I only gave myself 30 minutes to get ready or like maybe, maybe 15 minutes with the walk. Got to the bus stop at 6.30. I went to school in, um, in the city that's near me. So I did that. I had my first class at, um, at 8 a.m. I got out at 1 p.m. I came on the bus back to my job or I think I actually came home for like 10 minutes and then I went on the bus to my job. And I got to work at around 3 p.m. And then I stayed at work till 9 p.m. And then I went home and I went to bed. And then I did some weird variation of the schedule another day. That was my longest day of the week. But my other days were um, were just as taxing. Let's put it that way. So I was keeping myself busy. What I just explained to you is I think a 16-hour day in my life. And um, that just perfectly explains, explains what I was doing. I was so busy distracting myself from my my soul's truth, my soul's calling, that that was just like, yep, like that, that's what we're, that's what we're doing. So, so yeah, essentially, <laughs> essentially, that is, I was distracting myself from my truth, because the moment when I stopped doing those things, I stopped distracting myself, I woke the fuck up real quick, real quick, it was abrupt, it was abrupt, it was painful, and it happened just right away. So fast forward in time, um, March of, actually, we'll, we'll backtrack a little bit. So 
years prior to my spiritual awakening, after I read that book that I was talking about, my sister got me a tarot deck because I wanted one so badly. And, you know, there's this rumor. It's a myth. I don't believe it and I don't support it. Um, this It's a rumor that says that you can't buy your own tarot deck. If you're listening to that, go fucking buy your own tarot deck, okay? Go buy it. I'm not going to talk about that in detail, but I believed that back in the day. So my sister had bought me a tarot deck and you know, my, my 12 to 16 hour days weren't, weren't giving me enough time to practice. So the tarot deck sat in my closet for either two or three years before I opened it, sat in my closet, just soaking in my energy. And eventually the world stopped, right? Everyone was forced to wake the fuck up 2020. Um, it's either ascend or descend. And if you're here, you've probably ascended or you're in the process of getting there. Um, or just questioning what the fuck is this girl even saying, right? Because that was me for a little while too. So it's it's March 2020. My 16-hour days just turned into zero-hour days. And I look in my closet and I see the tarot deck. And I just decide to pull it out. I grab the book off the shelf. I, I'm sitting in my attic one morning and I just do a reading for myself. And I barely even know what to do. I don't really know what the cards are saying. But I look them up in the little booklet that comes with the Rider Waite deck. And I'm like, holy shit. This is accurate. I have to do this. Like if, if I just did this the first time and I got a message and it's accurate then I have to do it. And I committed to doing it. I pulled one card a day um, for a couple of months. And the funny thing about my spiritual awakening is that led me to a snowball of different things. I was always interested in like crystals, herbs, astrology, right? So I bought all of these books. I was doing all of these things. And um, I, I spent a ridiculous amount of money on crystals. And I, I basically, um, I started reading tarot cards. That's how, what got me started, okay? Because I just wanted to know. The reason why I did it was because I thought it was cool. I always had an interest in it. I felt the natural pull toward it. So I was like, why not just try it, right? And I remember I had this green velvet journal. And I... Um, I wrote down, or I, I used to, let's let's backtrack a little bit. I used to carry around the book with me because the book that I mentioned, Inner Witch, it has this section on tarot cards. And in the section, it gives you a brief meaning of each of the card names, okay? So, and the meanings, the card names and the meanings. So after I started um, reading for myself, I wanted to to get more experience. So I just volunteered to read for other people. I was like, hey, anyone want a reading? Hey, anyone run a reading? Like I would advertise it on my um my old Instagram all the time. It was like free readings for everyone because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And you know, I did give some accurate readings, I'm not going to lie. Like that summer there were some very very accurate readings. And <laughs> it was I'm just looking back on it like wow. But what I'm trying to say here is I used to carry this book around with me to the readings, right? And eventually I questioned. I started questioning. I'm like, do I even need this book? Like, do I even need it? I feel like I'm getting this, right? And literally days later, maybe not even days later, maybe within like I thought about that and then I just kind of let it go. And within time, very quickly, very quickly time, I <laughs> all of the pages of the book just started falling right out. The universe was like, Gabby, you don't fucking need this book. You've ascended past this book. And I was like, okay, universe, I don't need this book. I can figure it out on my own. And that's what I did. I figured it out on my own. And that kind of began my journey of reading cards for other people. And I'll never forget that summer was one of the first times that um, anyone has ever cried in front of me while reading. And it happened multiple times. And I remember I was sitting, um, I was sitting with this girl. I'm not going to give you many details about the reading, but she was going through family issues and I did not even know what I was reading about. Okay. And in the, the immediate, I, I forgot what position it was in, but I pulled the five of wands and the five of wands is like drama, chaos, conflict. And 
I told her that the conflict that she's experiencing in some capacity, it's like stupid, petty drama. And she has to know that none of it is her fault. And like, if someone is blaming you for what's going on, it's not your fault. And those words, they just struck her to her, um, to her core. And she just started bawling. And when I realized, you know, I had the capacity to help people to relieve some of their pain and to cause some type of release within them, I just, you know, I knew I had to continue what I was doing because the work that I was doing was just wow. Okay. And along this journey, right, a lot of memories were coming back to me from childhood. I had found out, um, I had went in to a lot of the the shadow work, so to say, the inner work, with the intention of healing my trauma. Oh. I went in with the intention of healing my trauma just to find out I had more trauma than I even expected. <laughs> and like, what's the irony in that? I think I think a lot of you relate to that too, okay? Because we try to heal one thing and then we realize like the core issue and we're like, wow, wow, I was not expecting this. Like, can someone... Can someone blind me again? I'd rather not have this elevated awareness, right? So I get to this, I get to this space. Um, and throughout this time too, I did this meditation. And I tell this story as well in my Instagram live. I do this meditation. It's in the book, the same book, to meet your spirit guides. And it basically says to, you know, you you call on your loving and compassionate spirits in meditation and you ask them to make their appearance known to you. So I do this in the morning one day and then throughout the day, you know, I'm I'm doing whatever. And all of a sudden, um, my mom hands me this picture of her brother and her brother had passed away one year and 15 days before I was born. And before he died, he predicted my birth. He told my parents that he we, he was go that they were going to have another girl. And my parents did not believe him. And, you know, he died. And here she is in my attic handing me this picture. And I did, I just took, the, I looked at the picture and I was like, wow, this is a beautiful fucking picture. He looked so happy and I just put it, I put it on my altar. I was making an altar for my ancestors um, and I was finding pictures of them, the ones that have passed away that I knew. And I was actually thinking about his picture and that I didn't have it, even though I never met him. And I saw the picture and I was like, wow, this just belongs here. Boom. I set it right down and I didn't think about it at all. I didn't think about how I had done that meditation earlier in the morning. And I just sat the picture down there. So later that day, it came to me. Oh, shit. That was a message. Like, he is my spirit guide. He is here. Right? He is here. That was him communicating with me. And when I tell this story to my... Till this day, it's just still so unbelievable that that physical, you know, occurrence happened. My uncle to this day here, he is one of my my fiercest protectors, you can say, in the spirit realm. Um, I forgot to tell the story about how I saw a ghost with my friend when I was like 14, but maybe we'll we'll save that for another time. Um, and he's, he, my uncle though, he's been, he's stayed with me for a while. And I think that he will travel with me throughout my life. Um, because I think that he is very much so connected to my mother my mother had seven sib- siblings. Um, and she was very, very close to him. They were the closest in age. I'm pretty sure at least, <laughs> I don't know for sure, but I'm like 99% sure they were close in age. And I know that they were very close, um, as people in their lives and he predicted my birth. So I just feel like he knew I was coming because he did. <laughs> and, you know, at one point I was, and he always, he'll always communicate with my mother through, um, through her. At one point I was, I was wondering, I asked spirit, I was like, I have all of these mass cards, like what they give to you at a funeral. I have all of these mass cards in my house and I don't have his, like, I wish I had his, I have, I have all of my grandparents, where is his, right? And then kid you not, the next day, my mom hands me a book and she says, I think you'll like this book. 
and then boom, inside of the book, there it is, his mask card in the middle of the pages. Okay. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna transition a little. I'm gonna speed up the story. What I'm trying to get at here by saying those the, those examples, that experience with my uncle was a confirmation that I'm I'm in contact with other realms. Not only can I help people here on earth um, through tarot readings and through different tools like that to be the guidance, to be the channel, but I'm also, you know, I'm also so connected to my ancestors and that's a beautiful thing to feel, feel that, um, that recognition. It's 444 right now. (laughs) I'm just so happy telling this story to you all. So I want to speed it up a little bit. Um, I started my brand Feisty Hippie um uh, a little over a year ago because I was feeling the call to um to keep doing this work essentially and to make it a real thing. And I just wanted to help people. That's my sole intention. It's to be in service of others while keeping my integrity to myself. And you know, I've learned a lot of lessons over the time, over the course of my business. Feel like I'm a different person completely than I even was two weeks ago. So when I look at the one year gap, it's insane to even think about um, how much growth I've experienced. And that's what happens when you commit to yourself or commit to one thing, whether that's yourself, whether that's your destiny, whether that's a project, anything. You have so much capability inside of you, just waiting to be used for your mind to just go one focused and for you to just boom, beam your energy, aim it right into something. And a lot of us are taught, you know, go to college. And even if you're passionate, even if you do have your passion and you go to college, the problem is that when you go straight from high school to college or whatever, whatever your story is, when you go straight from one thing to another, you miss out on living because you're just so busy doing. And that's a main component of my story. I think I could have gotten in touch with my destiny way earlier if I started prioritizing being over doing. Um, I'm grateful for when it came because I'm still so, so young and to be connected to such a deep rooted purpose being only 20 years old, it's, it's fucking insane. That's why, you know, sometimes my mind, my fucking, my programming will tell me like, girl, you need to, you need to do X, Y, Z. You need to get your ducks in a row. You need to do this, manifest this, get to this next level. And at the end of my day, at the end of the day, I hear this silent whisper from my heart that says, "Like I've already figured it all out. Not all of it. I mean, like there's always more to do, but I figured out the key component, component, which is like my life's purpose. And people go on their entire lives not even knowing what they were meant to do on this planet. So I don't care how fast it comes. I don't care how fast my um my wealth hits me in the face because I feel wealthy as hell right now." Okay. In April of last year. So we're speeding up the story a little bit. In April of last year, I witnessed something extremely traumatizing that just struck me to my core. I was trying to heal my childhood trauma. I was trying to overcome the circumstances that I was in. And this thing just happened. And I'm not going to go into much detail of it because, you know, stories are like building blocks. And when we tell bad stories, what foundation? am I giving you to build upon, right? Um, Plus, you know, privacy of the people involved. I witnessed this really traumatizing thing and I had um, probably even have some PTSD from it or had it because I I don't think about it much now. It doesn't haunt me like it used to. And I just wanted to heal. So I invested in a coach. Her name is Bella. You might, um, you might know her. She has a pretty big following on Instagram and I invested in a coach to help me heal my trauma and the program helped me um helped me tremendously it helped me evolve so much and move through so much spiritually but i was at the point in my journey where i wasn't fully committed to my own evolution as much as i thought i was like my ego was like yeah you're committed to your own evolution but my shadow self was like we're going to go hide in the corner um and go continue like our subconscious addictions and keep reliving the same trauma responses because we're just not ready to change yet um and like fair enough so you know do I think I could have gotten more out of the program yeah was it my coach's fault no 
was I the one to blame? Yes. And that's what you need to think of. If you are investing in some type of coach and some type of mentor, okay, yes, you can spend money on something that you don't need at all. But there's also the case of like, the coach is not responsible for your outcome. You are responsible for your outcome because it's if you are able to do the work, right? And, you know, I did do, I did do some of the work. I've learned amazing, amazing, amazing techniques from Bella. And I'm so grateful to have come on the path to meet her, right? And I experienced a whole summer of spiritual growth just within that, um, that experience. She helped me a lot with my business. I was, um, I was connected to so, so many beautiful people. And chances are some of you that are listening to this are connected to me through her and, you know, I'm really grateful that for the community that I have and just to find um, some type of sisterhood of people who are on a similar path to you, because that is what you need. You know, you can try to do the spiritual path alone, but at the end of the day, you're always going to need some type of support system. And like, yes, you are strong, you are capable, you are worthy, you know, you are a strong human being. But um you also need to be vulnerable, you also need to be soft, and you also need to find community because the whole the whole loner thing, like, yes, most some of the most transformative times in my life have been when I've been completely alone. But you need to share those experiences with other people, okay? You need to find like-minded community because that's the thing that's going to help you on your spiritual path. If you don't have that, then you're going to be tr- probably just traveling in circles, okay? And, you know, I also want to mention that for... For a long time, or not a long time, ever since my spiritual awakening, which I'll I'll pinpoint it at the beginning of when my tarot card reading journey started, um, I've had this ability to just channel through my words. This podcast, for example, I didn't write anything down. Like I said before, it's all flowing. And you may be like, you, um, it, I can tell because it makes no sense. But <laughs> you may also... You may also be like, wow, like how, how is she kind of doing this, just speaking? And I've had, I found that I've had this ability to just speak to the, and I'm not trying to stroke my own ego here. Trust me, I love my ego being stroked um, by other people, not so much by myself. <laughs> but I found I have this ability to speak to people or say the right words. And I honestly do think I that it's just some higher um, etheric energy from a different realm, just coming through me and dropping through my voice. And I think that's beautiful. And I've been able to do that ever since I started reading tarot cards. And I think that's why I'm such a good practitioner. Um, but anyway, I had this experience um, in this three-month container with Bella, and it lasted the whole summer. And toward the end of the summer, you know, I was, um, I had just gotten my associate's degree the spring, you know, it's spring and then it's summer. So I got my associate's degree in the spring. And then in summer, I went through this huge, um, huge death, essentially working with Bella. And as the summer ended, I'm supposed to start a, a new college experience, right? And I just, I don't want to do it. I have no desire to do it. I don't want to go study environmental science. I want to work on my business. I just want to work on my inner work and just what I'm forming, what I have formed. And I resist it. I don't listen to myself. I'm on vacation with my mother. Fun, right? (laughs) I'm on vacation with my mother and we're at my aunt's house. We're visiting her in California. And my aunt starts speaking to me, saying, oh, I'm so excited. Like, you're going to, like, a real school. You're getting college experience. X, Y, Z. I'm so happy for you. You're going to love it. And I'm just looking at her and thinking, I don't want to do this at all. This is, like, this is heartbreaking that this is, this is what you think is right for me because... I just talked to you for the whole past days about my actual passion and it's not her fault for saying, you know, this is what you should do. It's just, it just sucks when, when people, (laughs) when people can't meet you at the level of um, 
the capacity that you're at, right? And I have this deep fear of disappointing others. Well, I had it and I'm, I'm dismantling it. And I've come very, very far in dismantling it. Don't get me wrong. But at that point, I was very stuck in it. And I'm thinking about how I want to tell my, my mother um, that I don't want to go to school. You may be like, Gabby, this is, this is a load of crap. Like, I don't care about this. This is like a minor first world problem. But it was a, it was a real pain point for me. And it was a real fear. And my heart was racing. You know, I was shaking. And I'm thinking about how am I going to tell her? How am I going to tell her? Long story short, I didn't tell her anything. And I went to school because I couldn't stand up for myself because I was afraid of disappointing her. And who even knows if she would be disappointed with my decision at the time. Right? You never know if your fear is actually rational or irrational. And most of the time, it's irrational, okay? So, you know, I'm, I go to school, and I'm not going to talk too much in detail about me. I don't know how, how much Spotify, because this is the, the platform I'm on. I don't know how much Spotify um, censors these things. But essentially, you know, a lot of the world right now is conditioned by fear of illness, and I choose not to live in the paradigm. And I am a sovereign human being. So I will not put anything in my body because the fucking government is telling me to. Okay, I think I think you get the point. So my school was telling me that you need to put this substance in your body. Okay? And I was like, fuck that. I don't even want to go here in the first place. So I ended up getting um, a religious exemption because that's illegal. And then... I was in the doctor's office one day because my doctor told me that since I haven't been to the doctor in four years or something, that if I don't go to just get like a healthy visit checkup, they're going to, um, they're, they're going to kick me out essentially. So I went to go get my healthy visit checkup, um, a few months into the semester and I, they asked me if I wanted to get a flu shot or a tetanus shot. I said no to the flu shot, and then she kind of pressured me, and at the time, I really couldn't stand up for myself. I don't really support a lot of things like that, but I got the tetanus shot because, like, again, like I said again, I didn't, I couldn't stand up for myself. I I was really blocked um, from speaking, you know, my truth, and thankfully, you know, I've gotten past a lot of that. So I got the tetanus shot, and then my school asks for um, papers from the doctor's office, so I send them the paper. And then they email me back and they tell me that I have to get, um, that I violated my religious exemption because I got that tetanus shot. So I was lying. They, fe- they found out I was lying. Um, I wasn't actually lying. I mean, like, I think that God doesn't want me, want me to put that in my body. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> so, so they, they told me, you know, you gotta get, you gotta get the, the the juice in your body or you can't come to school and you know what I said I put my foot down and I said I guess I'm not going to school then so the following semester I stopped going to school and when I told my mom my mom is a doctor mind you she is she's completely in the agenda so when I told my mom I'm not going to school she didn't understand me she judged me but she still loves me and she still is nice to me and she didn't kick me out and you know all of my irrational fears never came true because fear is irrational and it's not real. It's just a feeling in the body. Um, and, you know, the thing is, is that I wanted to focus on my business so badly. I did not want to go to school. I wanted to focus full time on my business, but I did not have the strength to come out and say that. So the universe was like, hey, bitch. Hey, bitch, we're going to force you. We're going to force you to work on your business full time. And I was so ecstatic. I was so, so ecstatic that I wasn't going to school. I was scared to tell my parents. But when I did it, you know, the reaction wasn't as terrible as I thought it would be. And I was I allowed myself the privilege to just be where I am. And that was in December. And in December, I also discovered Kundalini fucking yoga the technology that will transform your life if you're ready to hold it in your aura if you are ready to hold it okay and you know i think i've searched lifetimes 
to really grasp this um this form and you guys are if you don't know what kundalini yoga is you're probably like this bitch is talking so highly of yoga and um it's nothing like yoga we're not doing no downward dog um cobra poses (laughs) we are building mental and emotional strength to be free from mental emotional manipulation and to be in charge of your own mind it's literal mind training and you won't understand until you try it and maybe your soul isn't ready to experience it and i started kundalini yoga in december and i've been practicing every single day since and it has helped me tremendously it is the only thing that's really helped me heal my trauma it is the only thing that has freed me from emotional manipulation it is the only thing that's made me discover my true capacity and my true identity past this human vessel and it is just fucking life-changing and the thing is that I didn't think my journey was that substantial until I started teaching others Um, because not many people will commit to a meditative practice for the rest like right when they figure it out think of it What thing have you ever done in your life besides maybe like brush your teeth that you tried one day and you were like, oh, this this shit is life changing. And then you did it every single day after that. There's not many things maybe like besides like hygiene, brushing your teeth, taking a shower, brushing your hair, you know, you probably do all of those things every day. But there is not a day where I don't go past um, go go do some kundalini because it's it's changed my life. And the more that I stay on this path, the more that I teach other people, the more I realize that other people, not to say like other people are below me, they can't handle my vibes. Um, It's more of the fact that a lot of people are stuck in a cycle of self-sabotage. And what the spiritual path does, it makes you realize it. So from there, you can either just stay in it and play the victim and be, you know, spiritual, but still play the victim, which, you know, like I said, the victim isn't bad. It's just a, it's just a time frame. It should be, it shouldn't be a lifetime. It should just be a time frame of being the victim. You can be the victim or you can end the self-sabotage. And if you try to end the self-sabotage, the road is sticky and it's hard, but eventually you go on the upward spiral. And Kundalini has made me upward spiral like crazy within the past five months I think I've gained lifetimes full of full of experiences and just realizations. Um, And I'm just so happy. I'm just so, so, so happy to be sharing this, sharing this with the world and just experiencing this because I mean, there's nothing better in this life than to find something that speaks to your soul. And when you find that thing, I know that you will resonate with it. It's very rare to keep up with a meditative practice the day after you start or the first day you started until, you know, whatever the future is or the, this present moment, you can say, whenever you're watching this. The fact that I've done that is just, it's mind blowing to me. Um, and it's also, it's not even to say like, you're below me if you haven't stuck to it. It's more, you're, you are very, very, you are very, very, very high caliber high consciousness, ready to expand. If you've stuck to it at all, if you've even done it and you know it's good for you, because most people, if you go tell them that you just sat in the room and breathed or did this for hours or 30 minutes or five minutes or twirl your arms in some direction or hold your hands up straight until you're in pain, they'll go tell you you're fucking crazy. And they'll laugh at you or that you just fake snort on the ground. But all you're doing is just literally blowing through your insecurities. Cause like, yeah, I I know I look stupid and foolish and I know I feel weird fake snoring on the ground, but you know, I'm also settling my vagus nerve, which is like this, what stores trauma in the body and what regulates the nervous system. I'm also calming the vagus nerve while doing this, you know. It's an ancient technology that's been around for thousands, thousands, thousands of years. And I just want to give a very, very, very big, 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 big shout out, big love 
to my teacher, Kylie. She runs the angel course. If you're interested in doing kundalini yoga, dedicate yourself for one month to the angel course. It's only $152 for the month. You'll get daily live streams every day, sometimes multiple days. And the wisdom she drops in that container is just mind-boggling. This girl is on her destiny path, and it is so inspiring to watch. And, you know, at the start of my spiritual awakening, I was very attached to material objects, material items, and, you know, what um, what certain, like, balance the... The, the heart chakra by putting a rose quartz crystal under your pillow. And not to say that doesn't work, because, like, it does. But what if you could balance your heart chakra with your own breath? What if you can balance your heart chakra with your own mind? With your own hands? I'm at the point in my spiritual journey where I don't need, I don't want, and I don't need any material item. All I want is this deep connection to myself, to heal myself, to help myself, to make myself, you know, evolve and to help other people do the same. That's where I'm at. Because discernment is the number one tool you need to have. People telling you, you need to do X, Y, Z. You need to do X, Y, Z. There are no rules. There are no rules to success. There are no rules to a spiritual awakening. There are no rules to a spiritual path. Do what resonates with your soul and leave what doesn't. And that's a saying that I will stick to for the rest of my life. And sometimes what resonates with your soul at the moment is icky and it's gross and it doesn't it doesn't make you feel good in the long run, but maybe you just had to experience it. Okay. I love you all so, so much. I'm ending this maybe a little abrupt, but I feel like I've just come to this completion. Um And thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I will catch you next time on the Feisty Hippie Podcast. If you have any recommendations for the shows or anything, um, if you like this, okay, let's let's backtrack a little bit. If you like this episode, click the follow button. I'm not good at promoting myself. Can you tell? Well, I'm not going to say that because every word you say vibrates into the ethers. Um, If you like the show, follow the podcast. If you want to connect with me, my Instagram is at feistyhippie. My email is feistyhippie8 at gmail.com. My website is www.feistyhippie.com. Um, I loved, I loved, I loved um, pouring this energy onto you on this, this story. Take it as building blocks, as foundations to build your own story, to build your own experience. And please let me know. Um, how you enjoyed this. I love you so much. I will see you next time.